Thank you once again for listening to RGCWV, Random Geek Culture in West Virginia. I'm your host, Lou Kersey, and with me tonight is my co-host, Alex McLean and Dean, a.k.a. Squirrely Dean, and we are talking about Letterkenny. Um, quite possibly the best show on Hulu and on Crave and on whatever that Australian network is. I don't know what it's called. Down but, under uh, TV? I don't know. <laughs> I mean that, that your guess is as good as mine. I had it uh, once and now I've I've lost it. That's been a couple uh two, a couple seasons ago that they they opened up in Australia. Right. Um and I tell you what when the show first came out on Hulu when they first announced it all the seasons and continuing I mm. saw the show and I was intrigued but I was like yeah, uh, yeah I don't know. I mean it's just to me, that was a bad advertisement of what the show is. But in the same respect, I'm like, what could they have possibly done other than just try the show out? My yeah. first like exposure of when I wanted to start watching the show was um, Squirrely Dan's relationship um, cold open. The one where they're tossing the ball around. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the relationship took a hard left turn that Correct. I have yet to uh, recover from. <laughs> oh, man. To recover. Yeah. oh, man, that was a fantastic, fantastic cold open. Yeah, that whole, yeah, that whole uh, just hucking the ball around. So you were hucking your ball around with friends the other day. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, she might, she <laughs> considered that I might need some uh, attentions paid to my butt's hole. To my butthole. <laughs> uh, we yeah. finally get to meet her in uh, in season eight. That yeah, was... which that was that was kind of cool. Um, yeah. and, and you know, it's like when you when you see see the the chick, you're like, I get it now. Yeah. And and that kind of it kind of makes me think: did they did they have that scene crafted far before they had anybody in mind? And after they crafted that scene, they're like, "Well, if we ever want to do this, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to find somebody that fits that description." Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. She actually, if you, I don't know what if you watch The Expanse. Uh, she I do. Was, yeah, well, she was, she was the new, Yeah, the new president on the latest season, season four. So. Oh man, Expanse is so great. It it's is such a fantastic show. Um. So, um, getting, getting back to the show. So, um, I'm going to, I'm for, for the people that may not be familiar with the show and we are definitely all saying that you should go watch the show. Um, mm -hmm. so setting the stage for the show, it is, you know how, um, Roseanne is almost a love letter to the lower class. I feel like this show is the love letter to the rural community. I grew mm. up in um, Southern Maine, um, which as far as like longitude, latitude, whatever, um, it, it's almost even where, where Leonard Kennedy, a uh, letter Kenny should be. Cause I mean, that's based on a fictional town. So it's, it's based. It's actually based on Jared Kiso's birthplace. Right uh, of, of Stillwell, Stillwell, Ontario. Uh, it's because uh, it, 
at first they made it was a Twitter account and it was uh, and it was uh, Stilly Problems or something like that, um, and it just went from there. And then they renamed it to Letter Kenny. They started shooting the web shorts. If you've gone and seen any of those, uh, I have seen some of those. Yeah, the, the then, pocket then, ones are really good. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, it's just, I mean, uh, that's where it, it really, this TV show just kind of shot off from the web shorts and, uh, and you, that whole, the thing with, uh, it's the Hicks versus the hockey players. That's kind of where it's all really, that was the, the nugget of the, of the beginning. And they can carry that on into the first episode with the hockey players and then Wayne and Barry sitting down there next to the, uh, the produce stand. And just sorry, I see the muscle shirts came today. Muscles coming tomorrow. <laughs> just that whole thing. Um, so yeah, that's that that really that first scene that they brought in is what hooked me, uh, and that and I've been a fan ever since. Now, um, Alex, um, do you want to tell uh, tell Dean um, the series of episodes that got you uh, in on the show? Um, the first episode that I watched that I really enjoyed was a more recent one, uh, Dick Slipout. The Dick Slipout, yeah. The Dick Slipout. Um, I, I thought it was pretty entertaining that they really took one joke. The whole episode has one joke that they repeat over <laughs> and over again. And, yep. and it doesn't get old the entire time. No. Their name, their last name is Dick. They're the Dick family. His wife's name is Anita Dick. And uh, they've lost their, 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 their children, Chastity and Charity. And they, they come before you, dickless, searching for their lost dicks. Yes. And then, of course, we got uh, Season 8, where they yeah. had the... What, what was the name of that episode? Uh, um, that, oh, uh, that was... Uh, oh, gosh. Oh, um, the Holy Sheet. Yeah, Holy Sheet, right. <laughs> So yeah, where we find out, uh, well, where, where Derry starts the, uh, the 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 thought that, well, Noah first comes up and he need, I need your help at the dick farm once, because <laughs> 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 he's got some problems. He needs some help uh, doing man man stuff that only uh, men can do, uh, <laughs> and so uh, proper Wayne, hand job, right? <laughs> so yeah, Wayne agrees to it. Derry is uh, a little. Uh, aloof about it, but uh, after Noah leaves, he explains that because of uh, because they they want some help with you know other other sources to uh, help uh, conjugate with their daughters so that they can uh, you know expand out the bloodline. <laughs> and as Dan says, from generations and generations of inbreeding, and uh, <laughs> they come out to find that they're going to be hammering box. Building up the, uh, the 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 box. What are they feed boxes? Um, and yeah, that one whole. I mean, you want to talk about what the same joke? This is an. Entire... I never seen a tighter <laughs> box in all my day. Yeah. That's a mighty fine uh, tight box you just screwed there. I'm going to enjoy yeah. filling that box. But yeah, then, oh, then they talk about you know the the cousin who got knocked over. Uh, took a cock to the behind and made a big inner gash and oh my god yeah they, I mean it's everything just, they that, say is a double entendre exactly yeah it's so, so much double entendre that yeah it's just you know uh yeah just if you're not hammering box you're getting your gash hammered or you know 
you're, you're, uh, I forgot about that joke. <laughs> you're, you're leaving a couple of loads on your mom. And <laughs> oh. <yeah. laughs> oh. That is, yeah, that is a great. And Jonathan Torrens as Noah Dick is just perfect. And Sarah Wayne Callies, if you watched, uh, if, if you if you watched The Walking Dead, you'll know as uh, the wife of, uh, of oh God, now it's been so long. The the, the main character of Walking Dead. Um, uh, Norman Reedus, because he's the main no. character in my book. <laughs> well, I I watched. I actually read the 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 comics before the show came out, and I was right. very upset how much they changed. I'm like, who the hell is this? Why is Nor- <laughs> yes, I like Norman Reedus, but why is he here? He's not even a character. Well, so, yeah, that was, whenever that was, you change mediums, you're going yeah. to have differences, and it yeah. just like. Just like with um, Star Rick Wars. Rick and Lori. Got it. Rick yeah. and Lori. She was Lori. So, so just, uh, what I was going to say was just yeah. like with Star Wars, where it first exists on the film media, mm. just like with Letterkenny. It, it it really just exists on on film, on TV. Yeah. And, and – I mean, I feel like there's no other medium that that can be transferred to. I mean, you can transfer Star Wars to comics, but there's nothing that can compare to it being on live action or in the cartoons. The cartoons are really good too. Um, But, but in, in, I mentioned that because, you know, letter Kenny, they have the little Kenny series and it's really funny too. And in, in it, it does change the medium a little bit, but it not so much that it, it it gets past what makes it funny, and that's the oh, yeah. that's the written dialogue. In fact, right. actually, there's been a couple times where I've gone and taken a walk, and I'll just take my phone and I'll put it in my pocket and listen to an episode <laughs> because it's yeah. such a dialogue-driven show. Oh yeah, it's 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 kind of uh, vaudeville. In a way, it's you know, I mean, that's why they can take it to Letterkenny Live. Is it's really just a it's it's a sketch show that you know where I mean, because when they initially when you see people come out, they're coming out from behind the produce stand. It's it's a play, um, and it's also very. And if you listen to any of our early episodes where we're talking about it, it's very uh, very much like um, Shakespeare. I mean, you have oh, your main okay, characters yeah. who are creating all the drama, and then you have the skids, who are very much your Shakespearean fools. If you listen to the way they talk, uh, the, the the language that they use, and how they act, and they're just—I mean—that's that's, that's kind of how that, all that is. That's I've never very, thought of that. Yeah, because the skids. Um, one of the questions that I was thinking about tonight was, you know, if there was any characters or character groups that you could really kind of cut out, you know, if if you could cut out anybody, I would always think of the skids as the, the, the characters you could cut mm. out. But, but in the same respect though, yeah, th- it's just like, just like the minions in despicable me, mm-hmm. you take them out and then it's missing something. Right. You, and, and just like with the minions movie, you give the, the skids an entire, uh, you know, spin-off series wouldn't work wouldn't work right. at all yeah i mean it, a lot of that is, is the purpose of the skids is to show that in this little community 
everybody belongs to the community. Uh, and even though they may not get along within the community, if someone comes along and is fucking with them, they're fucking with the community at large. So, you know, the, you, you don't come, you know, this is our family. You know, we can talk to them like that. You can't. <laughs> so, I mean, and that's kind of what the, the first season was, was, you know, when Tannis came around uh, and, and wanted to take take on the uh, the skids because of their, you know, skid-like dealing. <laughs> Yeah. At the, at the end of it, you know, Wayne came and took care of it. This is our community. This is where we live. You don't get to make this decision for us. <laughs> you know, now, now that I think of it, much of the show is also filmed as if it's on stage. It's yeah, filmed as exactly. if they're performing to a live audience that just a single camera shot, single camera angle. The person comes on from stage right. They says their thing. They they leave like a plane. You know? Yeah. Very much so. And I think that's kind of what makes it great to watch is you're not having to, there's not a lot of stuff. To, it's it's dialogue, usually very dialogue heavy. If it's not, I mean, there's very, they use music a ton to help tell the story. Uh, and all the music, if you didn't know this, all the music is chosen by Jared Kiso himself for each episode. So yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. So he he has, he has picked all everything, you know, I want this and this up, you know, this up, not and you know, and I uh, one of the, uh, one of the writers, uh, Trevor Risk, uh, he and he and Kiso are buddies, and they met because Trevor Risk used to be a DJ at this bar that that, uh, that Kiso would go to, um, and so Kiso helps him find music, and or will say, you know, check out this band, you know, and then Kiso will listen, and go, yeah, they're awesome. I'm putting them on there. I'm going to see if I can find a place for them. So yeah, he's uh, Kiso is such. I mean. A guy who originally wanted to be a hockey player, and so yeah, when you see him out as 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 Shorzy, or you know, when he's shooting, just hitting pucks with uh, with uh, Sturt, um, they Sturt. You know, they are yeah, <laughs> he he is actually a very good hockey player. Just he wasn't quite good enough to you know get up to the professionals, so he settled on acting. So. <laughs> <laughs> am, am I the only one that misses in season one and two? Stuart. <laughs> That's because of Devin. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Whatever happened to him? Uh, apparently, there was something that happened in the background, and he chose to leave. Uh, there's mm -hmm. one of the, uh, I think the uh, in, in the season one, and I think it's just a season one or uh, DVD set. There's the commentary. Where, where they're talking about it, and there's there, there's something said in the commentary where uh, that he chose to leave, and they wish him the best. That's kind of all that all that was said, <laughs> and you know, right. uh, so I think I think something happened, uh, and that's all I really know. Uh, if I know anything about it, is <laughs> just what was that was that which was said on the commentary. So um, I. Uh... Oh, it's actually a wrote down a few things for this evening. So quick going around. What's everybody's favorite secondary character? Not 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 the original four and not Jonesy or Riley. Um I would accept the skids or or any anybody like that. Who who who's everybody's favorite character? Tannis. Tannis. Tannis has got the big Tannis energy. And I yeah. I love her. I adore her. I mean, aside from that, Marianne Betty, and you get those as a package deal. 
So I love them too. I've interviewed both of them uh, and they're both awesome people. What about you, Alex? I'm maybe going to make you guys mad. I don't love any of the secondary characters. Like the main cast, whenever they're sitting around talking about stuff, those are the parts of the show that I like. I don't love the rest of it. I don't know. My favorite character is Squirrely Dan. Oh, yeah. Yeah, out of all, yeah. Uh, all of his weird I, speech mannerisms, you know. And just, which he's the only one that's a professional comedian. Right. Um, well, except he for has, Jonathan Torrens uh, when he comes oh, in. And, <laughs> right. So, uh, yeah. But, but yeah, you're right. For me, for me, it's Glenn. I love, I, lo- I, I love, love Glenn. I love yeah. Glenn. And, and, and actually, that was probably the only thing that I would change about this last season. We didn't have enough Glenn. In fact, I don't know if we had any Glenn. Uh, the last season, let's see, I have to think. He, he, yes, he was in uh, uh, Yard Sale. Oh, yeah, Yard that's right. So, yeah, he was in there. Um, yeah, but, and I mean, dish, oh, no, 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 there is one more. There is one more. One more stand-up comic. Uh, Coach. Oh, well, that's embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking embarrassing. Yeah, he's, uh, yeah. Uh, Mark Forward is brilliant. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I come back on my barbohydrates. <laughs> it still Man, has no lumbar support. <laughs> that was another episode where they just, um, just him. I mean, yeah. just his part. He, they, they had one joke, and they just kept <laughs> running with it. Oh and yeah. So I was on uh, Instagram here not too long ago um, about it was a letter Kenny post, and mm. when I made that post, um, it was like ten times more successful than any other post I had ever done. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody, everybody loves Letter Kenny. Oh, yeah. I mean, my, myself included. But uh, <laughs> anyway, um, this one guy, he was saying, I really have to know what happens to Dirks. And Jeez. I was like, if you're worried about the plot of Letterkenny, you're doing it wrong. It's, in my opinion, I think Letterkenny is like Seinfeld. If there is any semblance of plot, it's only to set up a joke. I yeah, they they because really they don't the heavy stuff. You know, so like it, uh, whether it was you know Marie Fred or or, uh, or whoever you know at the end of the season when they do something like that, they it's when they come back they don't really deal with you know the heavy stuff that happened after that. It's like they right. dealt with it, they've dealt with it, and now you're going to see kind of the aftermath of the dealing with it. So, like, coming yeah, back to never, Fred. We never really saw Wayne propose. We never right. really saw... And that that's the things that's in this show. Like, um, one of the thing, Another thing that I was saying was, truthfully, I don't think we're actually going to get the town... Ta- get to see the town beating, you know, just destroying Derek's what we'll probably end up getting is in season nine, episode three, not the first episode, like episode three, just an offhand comment of, 
Oh yeah, that time when uh, we all beat up on Derek's. Everybody took a turn. It was great for team uh, for uh, town unity. That was. I, mean, I, I, I see. I am I though. I think there's some. There's story. I think there's story arc for every character. Yeah. Uh, in the show, um, it may not be a general plot for everything, but it's it's like every every there's a, there's a dichotomy of where Wayne is just broken up with Marie Fred and Katie is now with Dirks. And it's kind of like one is starting, one is ended. And it's, I think they like to show in each episode a duality of, of things. So I, I think they do think of a lot of those things. They tend to keep the, the comedy side and not really, they don't want to deal with the heavy stuff. That's not what they're about. They, you know, they, they do show that it has been dealt with. <laughs> and that people have feelings like so Wayne is sitting and watching Miss Fire uh, <laughs> for a few days. It's almost like a reverse Pixar where they take the, the 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 outside story and they keep condensing it where with Pixar, they go with the dramatic where they do the exact opposite. They have that overarching story and they're like, OK, if there's any drama stuff. Let's just cut all that out. All that yeah. out, and we'll just keep all of the 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 funny stuff in. Right. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think they 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 leave just a little dash of it, like they just sprinkle a little bit of the of the drama, but where they where they keep. It, I mean, it's a lot of that is like the Shakespeare, like I said, like the Shakespearean comedies. You know, there's drama that's happening, but they're just kind of, you know, when when you're dealing with. Thing. Yeah, well, you're dealing with tragedy. It's the, you're finding the comedy in the tragedy. So it's a lot of that. I, I feel. I think I, I you know a lot of those guys who've been. I mean, they've been acting. I mean, Kiso's been acting for a while. He was in a, an episode of Psych. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, probably. Really? About, yeah. What? Which, by the way, have you seen the new movie? Not yet. No. Oh, it's really good. I mean, oh, well, I love okay. I love those guys. The set, the set, the 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 first movie was by far like an actual movie. Where this mm. new one is more like, you know, an extended episode or right. a series of episodes, um, but it's 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 very good. I suggest checking it out. Um, it is free on Peacock. Yeah, I was I was planning on checking that out because um, yeah, I, I've watched every single episode of that show. Uh, oh, my number, daughter! A number of times. <laughs> my daughter is uh, twelve, and that yeah. is her favorite show. <laughs> that's awesome that, yeah, we, I've been, I mean there's a lot of my uh, people that I've met doing the Letterkenny thing who are also fans of Psych and we've I mean and uh, as talk, talking to podcasters you know just say you know we should do a podcast about Psych where it, I mean it doesn't necessarily have to be like I, how I do Letterkenny where it's episode by episode but you know more just kind of how talk talking about how, how that's inspired us and things like that I mean I it's just, it's, I mean, James Roday is, uh, James Roday Rodriguez is uh, embracing his Mexican heritage uh, and has now attached his, his true last name to his, uh, his, his, I guess, to his SAG card. So <laughs> uh, that's really cool. I mean, since all, all of this stuff with, uh, with Black Lives Matter that's been going on, I, yeah. know, I think a lot of people are doing that. So I, I, I applaud him for that. Um, but yeah, that, that whole... The, the brotherhood between Sean and Gus. I mean, it's, uh, it's been all those years that they did it now are still doing it and they're still kind of best friends. So, uh, you know, I like that. And that's the same thing I like about, uh, about Letterkenny is, you know, it's, it's a, it's a, 
brotherhood it's a family um you know and they, and you know they in both shows they you know they make fun of things but they don't punch down they don't they're not bullying and, and that's one of the things that i love about uh, listening to kiso talk is that we we don't like bullying you know we'll we'll make fun of friends you know you guys may you you guys made you know talk shit about each other in front of your each other's face just to be you know you're being funny you know just like you know <laughs> hey dick you know whatever it is you know so those kind of things um but you know they're not they don't ever punch down at anybody uh it's all it's 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 kept above that you know if anybody is trying to take power you know the dgens and <laughs> just as a as a as an example it, that you know they come across and say no we don't accept this we're not taking this kind of activity this kind of action uh against anybody because that's what the DJs do. They bully people. They do stupid shit. They fuck around and hurt things, and and they're not. They don't allow it. You know, uh, especially coming in from an out. You're not. You are not from here. <laughs> this is not your town. We, you know, if we'll we have our way of doing things, and you ain't it. <laughs> so, um, actually, let's do this. Um, okay. I just, I all right. What's your favorite Shores quote? Oh boy, uh, probably. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see, what was it? Uh, you're so pathetic that I had to run a 15k to, to raise awareness for you. <laughs> Mine's actually similar. I love that one. Mine is, um, "You're so pathetic, I get a tax break yeah. for hanging out with you." <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, those are right, tied right together. Yeah, I love that one too. There's so many that uh, God, it's you know, well, and you you can't you can't uh, leave out his the big one for him, which is give your balls a tit, give your balls a tug, you tit fucker. So, yeah. <laughs> oh I mean, man, when we when we first met him, um, in what was it? See, it was, I don't think it was season one. I think it was season two. Right. Where yeah. where where he he's like naked, upside down. In the shower, and That's how you get the best ass wash? <laughs> and then, oh man, he's just. And then you get to see how a real man rocks at this. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah I mean, sure. You never want to hang out with Shorzy, but just listening to Shorzy, he's it's brilliant. I mean, even you know uh, when he got when it got to the point though, with uh, when it, when he was refing and it was the Shamrockettes and. And oh talking, yeah, is it talking to Marianne about her how how her uh, her breath was was so horrible? It gave him an existential crisis. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, uh. and then your mom shot come across into my fish tank and killed my Siamese fighter fish because it, it knocked off the pH balance. <laughs> so I mean, he's, I, he's got so many great ones. Yeah, um, he does. <laughs> um, so. <clears throat> um. Oh, Alex, I, uh, do you have one? I'm afraid not. Okay. Um. How about from season one? From season one, what would you like from season one to come back in season nine to make a reappearance? For me, I mean, it's hard. That's hard to say. I mean, because season one is still kind of them bringing the the web series from 
coming from the web series to TV and kind of yeah. fleshing those out. Um, the things I loved about see, I love you know, a lot of people won't agree with me. Uh, fart book, I love fart book, and I mean, I just rewatched that episode today. Yeah, I mean, it's it really it's a it's a it's it's a, a talking about uh, social media and how everything that you see on f- social media is basically just a fart. I mean, <laughs> you know, that's really what it's saying. Um, and but there's so hold many on, I can that. redo that one. <laughs> right. So yeah, it's like you know uh, that where they talk about um, you know the great quote about uh, nothing better than a fart except kids falling off bikes. <laughs> Fuck, I could watch kids fall off bikes all day. I don't give a shit about your kids. So you know, just those <laughs> those, those quotes that came from that were were awesome. Um, but I, I don't know if you could bring fart book back in in, in the way that some it was. capacity. Yeah. Um, For me. For me, it would be um, the dude that fucked an ostrich. Yes. I would love if they yeah. somehow worked that back, back in. Well, now, uh, allegedly, we, we, did, we, we did, we did, we did, uh, we had a, an interview with Trevor Risk, one of the writers of the show, and um, we got to talking about that on our interview. And what the, the wrench that we wanted to throw in that, and that he wanted, he talked about throwing into that. Uh, was that he was it was it was him that's actually the ostrich. He's a he's just a guy named and that's his nickname is the ostrich. <laughs> and he comes onto the show and it's a you know and so they were they were always right. They fucked an ostrich, but he's the ostrich. And I think we we're talking about him coming out in drag. Basically, he wanted to be a drag performer. <laughs> that's funny. Oh. That, uh, that that interview with him was brilliant. He's he's a brilliant, brilliant guy. You should, I mean, if you haven't checked it out, you should listen to it. Uh, I mean, I had uh, one of the guy, <laughs> one of the people that we had as a co-host on one of our shows. He said he was listening to it, and he had to, he said as he was driving to work, he had to pull over to the side of the road when he when he got when they got to that part because he was just laughing too much. I mean, yeah, that was that was a fun fun episode. So yeah, Trevor Risk is brilliant. Uh, great guy. Um, okay. Yeah, we already talked about that. We already did that. Oh. Uh, favorite Dan quote. Oh, that's easy. If I hear one more heckle, I will staple your tongue to your tape so you can watch me kick your ass. (laughs) That is my favorite. That's from the uh, Letterkenny Spelling Bee. The Adult Spelling Bee. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that episode. That was a good one. Um, so, so mine, mine is sushis and sashimi is not plural. And the way he just having a panic attack. (laughs) I know he, and that's the thing. It 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 just worked so well that they had him deliver that. Yeah. In 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 deliver that scene because he pluralizes everything (laughs) in the whole show. That's a great one. Yeah, yeah. That (laughs) he's got so many good ones. Uh, Yeah. What do you got, Alex? Um, I don't remember the context of it. It was just something dumb that he said, and they told him, Dan, I, 
that was like a triple negative right there. That's impressive. <laughs> I, I, like I don't remember the whole the whole context though. I like one of my, one of the Wayne quotes uh, to Squirrely Dan. He said, "You know what, Dan? You can sum it. Well, my, my, what's your point anytime now? <laughs> you know, Dan likes to go on and on." Um, so not my favorite quote, but really a quote from the show that just really kind of speaks to Wayne's character. Um, and I just wanted to throw this one out here is just simply in it. It just, it just hits his character home. S and P is the choice for me. <laughs> like, fucking up, bud. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that the you know that's uh, aside from the very first episode that, that really gets a, that really got a lot of people interested in Letterkenny. The steak scene was the probably the second largest, uh, and that's because that really came over right as it hit the states uh, on Hulu. I think that was the the first season the the first season that hit Hulu uh, when you know when it actually came to Hulu. That was it. Is that season uh, three? I think that was season. I believe three. that's season three. Yeah. Yeah, because the next yeah, season the was, that was the, the uh, flu episode. Yeah, because the next season was um, the um, the winter season. Which, by the way, I want another winter season. Oh, I you'll want get another that. winter season. That, I, I don't know if it'll be the next one, but I uh, season which uh, upcoming season nine. Um, I know it's been shot. Um, don't know when it. <laughs> don't know when it's happening. Um, I, I think they were kind of hoping that it would, you know. Once all this pandemic settles, <laughs> that they would get to do it right before, you know, they would get to drop it before they were able to go and, and do Letterkenny Live. Because Letterkenny Live was happening when the pandemic hit. I mean, we were, we, I had tickets. I had, I had VIP tickets to go to that thing because I wanted to meet them. Um, yeah, I paid, I paid 500 bucks for those tickets. And uh, yeah, it was like a month before and then they closed it down. I was like, God damn it. <laughs> so, and I, yeah, if they're able to, you know, get it going again. Uh, that's you know, that that may be when they're doing it. If, and unless they find that, realize that you know, maybe it's just not going to happen for a while. But yeah, but yeah, the last I heard, uh, and I, I don't I don't know if it was from, uh, I think it may have been from Trevor that he said, yeah, it's been shot and it should come out soon. Uh, that's but that was back in I think May when we talked to him. So. So, I have to I have to comment on your shirt. Oh, <laughs> I have to comment. The IT crowd. <laughs> Quite possibly one of the best British comedies that's come out in a long time. I agree. I, I, I love that show. Um, Alex, have you seen all of that show? Um, you know, I don't think I saw the last season of it, but I, I've saw about half of it. My favorite episode of that whole show is Proper Men. The Proper I remember, Men. Proper I don't remember the names of the episode. I think my though mine is the uh, the new the the new emergency phone number. Oh, eight eight two one. Yeah, whatever that long. Nine 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 <laughs> four one five. Proper Three. Men's the one where like they're they're like feel like they're not being seen as men. 
at the local pub, oh. and they need to. Have like, you seen practice. that ludicrous? Uh, did you see that ludicrous display last night? <laughs> Bunch of wankers! <laughs> oh, he, he, the guy's got the ball, and he's kicking it over there. Now it's oh no, the other. Oh, that's exciting! <laughs> now let's see what happens. <laughs> that was an unexpected turn of events. <laughs> yeah, Moss is great. I mean, yeah, I love his version of this, which is: Have you tried forcing an unexpected reboot? <laughs> uh. And, and really the pinnacle of that show was actually, I think, one of the, it was like mid-show, mid-series, was when there was the bomb bot, and they, they, they see the bomb bot, and uh, um, they're, they're, running, they're running the bomb bot with the laptop, <laughs> and he goes, it's frozen, and, and he goes... Have you tried turning it off and off again? And then, and then, and then he goes, "What what operating system is it?" And he, he's like, uh, "Vista." And then Moss goes, "We're going to die, Roy." <laughs> yeah, that that's a that was a brilliant show. I, I you know I love I love uh, Maurice and Roy in that. I mean, just now. Out. Did you see the English adaptation, the pilot for the English adaptation? You mean the, the American one? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. they, they still used. Uh, oh God. Uh, yeah, they Richard still Iowati. used. They Richard they Iowati. still used Moss, but yeah. they they changed Roy, and I was like, and Joel McHale. That is a total <laughs> mistake because, I mean, um, the the guy that plays plays Roy, Joy McHale, um, he was great in Community, but yeah. he is not a Roy at no. all. No, he's too, he, he's too. He's, number one, he's too good looking. <laughs> he's, and he's, he's, uh, he, he, he play, I don't think he can play dumb enough, like, you know, socially dumb. You know, that's Roy is just completely socially dumb. He doesn't know how to do anything. <laughs> he, he can right. IT, uh, and he doesn't like, but he doesn't like people. So I, I, I just don't, I don't pick that up from, uh, from, from him. Uh, and the, yeah, the, and the CEO, uh, was played by the guy who was the uh, the, the captain of NCIS, the, the original NCIS. Yeah, no, I mean that the, their their only uh, the the only way that this that that they could actually do an American adaptation is if they actually do it as a continuation of the original show, which mm -hmm. was if the company bought an American company and yeah. that they were sent there. <laughs> to set things up so you had yeah. an american you I had an american yeah I, I i would watch that sure why can't we do that yeah <laughs> but anyway back back to back to letter <laughs> that was a tangent yeah <clears throat> so but uh um i think uh i think this is going to uh finish out the um the youtube portion uh, of this i think we've 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 captured that um if you uh if you want to continue we can keep going on with the audio portion um and uh i can, our, I can do anything okay all right <laughs> i'm on um, vacation <laughs> and alex did you you said you had to get going at about 6 30 right yeah that would be best okay all right so i'm gonna go ahead and turn off the uh the stream uh this has been uh, Luke Hersey with uh, Random Geek Culture in West Virginia. I was your host, Luke Hersey, which I just said that name. And then my co-host is uh, Alex McLean and uh, Dean. Dean, I forgot Dean, your last name. Dean Giles. Dean Giles. And, 
from the if you want to find my podcast uh how are you now pod.com yes and i uh included that in the show notes so yeah. that that link is there to your actual um how are you now pod.com and um the from that from your website you can get to all your social media stuff as well your facebook's yep. and your in in your in your all your stuff so. can confirm can That's confirm 10 4 10 4 good buddy <laughs> all right all right uh dean thanks for being on the show i'm happy to be here thanks for having me all right um have a good night guys and now we are off stream. Yep. Okay. Now we're off stream. All right. So. <clears throat> All right. Um. So. So that that was actually pretty good. That was that wasn't a bad that wasn't a bad uh, uh, stream. We hit we hit all the bases with the with yeah. the YouTubes. So, um, so what do you want to have happen in the next season? Uh, well, I'm I'm, I'm kind of wondering what's what's happened to Dirks. I mean, there's you know there's got to be fifteen people flying in at him. And Katie's just standing there. I'm kind of wondering, you know, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of thinking in a few ways that, you know, where is Katie just gonna make them all stop? You know, because because literally, if if you let all fifteen of those people beat the shit out of Dirks, Dirks is gonna be dead. And this uh, this is not the show for that. Dirks. <laughs> Dirks. Yeah, yeah. I just don't see a dead Dirks happening. Um, I mean, maybe I, I could see that, you know, Wayne gets in there and gets a few shots in and, and as some, as, uh, Gary or Dan is about to walk up and do the same thing, Katie said, yells out, stop, you know, or here, here's a wrench that could be, you know, Wayne is the toughest guy in Letterkenny. We're in Michigan now. <laughs> so maybe Dirk's, you know, it can throw That's one and, in Michigan. <laughs> right. And, you know. If Wayne got legitimate, if if Wayne got legitimately legitimately knocked out by somebody else, everyone everyone would be floored. I mean, oh, I just, that would be an interesting story arc for the <laughs> next the next because that's how the show started. So yeah. that because so, I mean, we're going into season nine. I mean, how many more seasons do they really got in them? Well, I think they're supposed they're they're currently contracted to do ten. Go up to ten. Which I mean, that's what every 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 show really kind of aspires to. Yeah, uh, but I think Kiso uh, and Tierney have already said, you know, we'll keep do we'll keep going until they tell us to stop. So, <laughs> um, that, uh, I think they really love doing it, uh, and so until they find something else to do uh, or kicked off, you know, that's I think they're going to keep going. At least I, I hope they do. I wouldn't. I, I I totally expect them to even after the show is done that they continue in some capacity like Twitter or something like that. You know, go well, back to formula. Yeah, I mean, it's the other thing that I I would like to see is continuation of Little Kenny. Um, right. So, yeah, I mean, you could uh, you could complete you could have build build more of that backstory from you know and just make them grow up. I mean, it could be more like a South Park type of thing, but. 
I mean, from what I've been told, that's still all that is still canon. So, um, I, I just, uh, uh, yeah, I, 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 I do feel that at, at some point um, they're going to have to end Letterkenny. Uh, I mean, every every show. I mean, look at Supernatural. I mean, <laughs> it's it's finally coming to an end, uh, and I love that show. Um, but yeah, it's. I mean, I think you know their decision to uh, in Supernatural to end it the way they are. That's that's good, uh, and I I hope I hope that they that that Jared is allowed to go out with Letterkenny in the way that he wants to. So if that means you know that he's already decided. You know, we're doing 10, we're going to end it in 10, and because we have this, we've completed this arc. You know, Wayne has now gotten married to somebody, uh, and Katie is moving out, you know, somewhere else. Moving back to the city. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Who knows how that's going to be, but, you know, I, I, I hope, I just hope that they're able to get them uh, to finish what they hope, what they're hoping to finish. I... What would be also be a good like bookend to the series is Glenn starts being a pastor again. Yeah, that would be a good. He, get, he gets the church back. He gets the church back. Yeah, man. And maybe, I tell you, my maybe, wife. Maybe he gets. Maybe he gets married. My my wife. I I actually tried to watch that show with her one time, and mm. we got to the church set of scenes. And Cassie's like, I'm done. I'm done. I can't I can't watch this anymore. <laughs> Why is that? Well, we're we, we are religious and oh, okay. you know, it's just you know that I get the joke of where they're trying to, you know, point out what how, you know, like th this is how a lot of a lot of churches are and you know these are these are these are you know these aren't totally led you know correctly and yeah. that is exactly what they were trying to do in that scene is make a mockery of those kind of churches and, and so i thought it was funny but well, i think yeah i think glenn is, i mean because you know i i think i think there's a lot of fun being poked at american churches i think because that's glenn's got that accent the accent that he has this the southern pre, the southern preacher type of you know yeah. evangelical uh but i mean Glenn, I mean, even like when you talk about the, the Letter Can He Leave episode, where, you know, they, they, <laughs> Gail's in there with them and they're all doing a hot tub. And, uh, oh man, and, such and a great when, episode. Yeah. And because, because when they get to the end where Glenn realizes that, that the McMurray's are hoping to, you know, have a swingers thing and, and he goes, oh my God. You guys are polyamorous. <laughs> he goes, no, that's the sin. I have to go, and you know that's kind of his. You know, I think that he does. I got a letter. Can he leave? Yeah, I, I mean, because I, I think that Glenn wants to have the one, and I, I mean, I, and I, I, you can always see that that's all, what he's always hoped for <laughs> with, with Wayne. You know, he love he, he he wants Wayne, and you know, but I think he would want. He, I think he, he he's looking for one person for him, and he'll. But he's you know he's very. You know, like when Dierks came out, well, look at you, little Matthew McConaughey, you know. Um, so I think I think he's he's just got his own way of expression. Um, and yeah, and it's a comedy show, you know, the part where he's got his he's got his pants off. <laughs> and, right. And he goes, it's, it's warm in here. You know, it's just like I think that's just how he is. Uh, he's he's you know, 
he's very himself and he, he's very comfortable in front of everybody. Uh, and, you know, until, you know, like when he's, when he, he thinks it's a big swinger thing. He goes, no, I'm not, that's not me. <laughs> and then he has his, he has his boundaries. Right. Um, now Gail, not so much, you know, not so much. <laughs> so, yeah, I love Gail. Gail is basically the, the, uh, the, the same as McMurray, you know, where she's just, she's just, I'm going to let it go. And McMurray's, I'm going to let it go. McMurray, I think people are just a little more uncomfortable with him because he's, he just doesn't know when to stop. <laughs> and, you well, know. See, that's the thing though. Like um, some of the guys at work, mm. like, they cannot stand Gail because they that that she's a little too over the top. Where as, like as, McMurray, as McMurray, they is. love his character, and I'm like, that you can't have you can't have this you can't have two opinions about the same type of character. Exactly, I mean, they, exactly. Yeah. You just so changed the gender, and it's weird now. Yeah, I mean, the, yeah. The only difference, I mean, aside you know, race and gender, that's it. Um, so right, that, which. Good for them for breaking down those walls, right? Oh, totally. They, they. I have talked. I have talked to enough of the actors and the writers on the show to know that. Yeah, this. We we are. I mean, granted, you got to think they're in Canada, so they've been far more approving of things like that. Uh, they now Canada hasn't been so great with their indigenous folks, uh, and not that they're not the racist, natives. but yeah, uh, they. But they're very, you know. Just like the episode with uh, the the uh, Uncle Eddie's money, you know uh, the where oh, yeah. and and the, and the, and uh, Dan and Derry are doing the, the Duck Dynasty thing, and so and we'll uh, we'll uh, you know whatever they're going to do with the homosexuals, and, and then we'll pray, uh, and and then, and then Wayne's like, what do you two have against homosexuality? Nothing. That's fine. LQBTs is fine with me, you know. So. It's more that you know that they're pointing those things out uh, to say you know this is how this is our view on these types of things. So yeah, so they're very aware of of what they're writing. So yeah, it's it's uh, and how that's going to go over. Um, and you know because yeah, somebody used uh, used Squirrely Dan in a in a tweet about uh, I can't even remember. Oh remember man, what it was. I remember that. Yeah. And then Keith oh, man. and he yeah. comes out saying, "By the way, <laughs> yeah." He goes, "I, I am, I, I am exactly opposite this as as Squirrely Dan would be, uh, and you know this 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 is not how Squirrely Dan is." So yeah, I, I can't remember what they were talking about, but um, out, out of context memes is the scourge and the lifeblood of the internet. Yeah. I've saw so, a yeah, lot of really nasty captioned images over yeah. Squirrely Dan a as if because of the way he looks, he uh, has a horrible opinion about something. Which is yeah. the problem. Which is the problem. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because, yeah, they, they I mean, that's one of the things, you know, if you go watch, if you go find those those interviews they've had with Jared Kiso, he's talked about that a number of times. We don't we don't we don't we don't punch down. We are not bullies. We do not believe in bullying. I didn't want. And he said, "When I came out with this, I didn't want to have a show that bullied anybody." So it just seems yeah, that, like there's some people who see him. There's a, a big bearded guy in overalls. I bet he's as racist as I am. Yeah. You know, and that's what they look. They see. They see the picture yeah. of the character. They don't even and know that, the show. And that, and that was the. Uh, that was really the uh, the scourge of um, Duck Dynasty. First, like three, four seasons, great show. 
and then things happen. Yeah, yeah, the the old Paul guy, whoever I can't, I don't know any of their names, but yeah, he's coming out, and you know, yeah, I just yeah, uh, and that's and that's definitely not what Leonard Kinney's about. Um, yeah, and that because that's kind of who why they point. Uh, Dan is you know he's becoming woke. You know, he's 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 finding these things out. He, you know, going to Professor Trish's uh, women's studies group. He's you know, he's the big burly guy who can't pronounce things right. And, you know, but he's becoming woke. And now there are people who get their wokeness and they take that too far where they just they say, you know, you 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 take in your wokeness and you build on that yourself. You don't have to say. Well, Professor Professor Trisha, and that's kind of what Katie Professor Trisha, where is you know where Katie comes out and starts saying, you know, why don't you suck my dick, Dan? <laughs> you know, and just because you know, yes, she's woke as well, but she doesn't have to keep touting it all the time. Uh, yes, I I know that you know, I believe in feminism, uh, but I don't need to push it in your face 100 percent of the time. If you come out with some really anti-feminist shit. I'm going to punch it in your face, <laughs> you know, but it, it, that, that's kind of where Katie is at. And that's where Dan, I think, is slowly getting to, <laughs> you know. That's what uh, I like about Dan is that he has a wisdom and a practicality to it. Yeah. So, yeah, he's he's willing to learn. That's and I, that's really all, you know, if you're willing to learn and you make the effort, that's really all you need. And that's what Dan is trying to do. But he gets a little, he gets a little, <laughs> yeah. you know. The thing is, uh, I don't foolish think man. Ever... The foolish man thinks he knows everything. The wise man knows he doesn't. Yeah. Exactly. The thing so. is, I, I don't, Dan didn't start off in a bad place, though. No. I don't think season one Dan was, like, kind of not the greatest guy. Uh, no, no, no. He started out an average person. And... Yeah. But, yeah, that's yeah. Uh, one of the things that everybody wonders is, based off of Little Kenny, was Miss Trisha is she professor trisha but you know that's kind of one of those things oh could... i didn't pick up on that yeah so that's kind of one of the things that you know uh we you know lots of people wonder about uh and i don't think we have a a full decision on that and i because i've asked people about that you know people who would who would know i think it's purposely been left gray like that so <laughs> um it's it's a it, but it's it's a fun thing to think about and you know how would that have been you know because uh, you know it's you know she does does he go to the class I think he goes to the local college or whatever for that class, um, but yeah there's yeah that's I I would love that's one thing I'd like to see at some point on uh, in the show is P- Professor Trisha make a make an appearance yeah that would actually be really good if we <laughs> got to finally meet Professor Trisha yeah um. There, there's a couple things that I would love to see in the show, um, yeah. <clears throat> but I mean, yeah, because it's like they, none of them have explanations about where their parents are. Are they dead? Or did they move off to Florida? Right. <laughs> I mean, you very, very rarely see an old, an old person. You know, anybody that's. I mean, I think the oldest person you probably see is Tannis's dad. That's about it. Um, so, oh yeah, and that was an early episode, and we're like, mm-hmm. oh well, that's done. We're not doing that again. Right? Yeah, that uh, fuss in the back bush, uh, where they found where where Derry found the weed that was growing out on Wayne's property. Um. So yeah, that was uh, that's where they saw him because yeah, that that's that was that was the the lead up to meeting Tannis. 
because at the same time where uh, where where the skids screwed her over by you know buying the cigarettes and then selling them you know then cheaper than she was wanting them to, they fucked us over. So <laughs> that's. I really feel like the first two seasons, let's say two seasons, I feel like they thought that they were going to have to have a plot. And so they were trying to make a plot for every episode. And as they went down through, they realized, oh, we, 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 can, we can have an entire episode and only have a gray area of plot yeah. and not even worry about it so much. Because all it does is distract away from the, um, from the actual jokes, which is the 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 focal point of the show and i feel like the last episode that they really worried about the plot and it was probably one of the weakest ones was the neo-nazi episode i love hard right jay hard right jay is probably one of my favorite episodes and really i I, yeah well number one i love jay barishai uh and i think him i think him a a jewish fella playing a nazi (laughs) it's great um and then just how he how he acted and then and I think it was brilliant in the end that he's really not facing off against the Hicks. He's facing it off against the natives, Tannis. And I fucking, I, and I, that's one of the reasons I love Tannis so much. <laughs> you know, she's, she, she goes, uh, we're not here to counter protest. Ain't nothing, ain't, <laughs> ain't, ain't, uh, ain't nothing uh, peaceful going to happen here today. And, 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 and uh, hard right Jay going, well, we don't practice violence. And she goes, we do. <laughs> and you know, I that whole I that's a brilliant, brilliant episode. Uh and I think I think Jay Barishell had something to do with the writing of it. Um but yeah, I mean I mean, yeah, it's 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 a little I mean, every comedy is is a little over the top with what they're bringing to the table. And I think this is what it was supposed to be. Um and that you know, people, you know, cuz he was coming in as a keyboard warrior and 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 then he comes to when he comes to town uh, to try to kick things off with with Stuart, uh, and everything just it's like everything crumbles. I mean, it's it's kind of you know talking about it now. It was you know they were changing the name of the I think it was the soccer team, uh, and comparing oh, yeah. to now, you know, comparing it to now with what's going on with the uh, I, I like to refer to them as the Boner Cats. If you ever look at the uh, Funnier Die clip about changing the name of the Redskins. Oh, yeah. It's hilarious. Which they have officially said that they're going to change the name. Yes. And they've already decided on a name, but there's legal things that they have to work through. Well, and there's, I'm like, there, there's a fella who has copyrighted. He went in and found a lot of these names that have been talked about for a while. And he's copyrighted all the names. And, so, and something that, that, that Dan Snyder wanted to use, he has already copyrighted. So that's been a problem. And now this thing with the Washington Post that's come out about Dan Snyder and other folks who've been involved with the Washington organization uh, is also causing problems. So uh, we'll see how that all turns out. So you're you're from you're from Seattle, right? Well, I, I'm originally I'm from Texas. I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan. So oh, okay. <laughs> So I mean, it was funny. Funnily, you know, when I heard that they were going to change, they were finally going to change the name and the mascot. I'm like, you know, this is the first time I can actually say I'm proud of I'm proud of something Dan Snyder is doing. I know he's I, he's just doing it because he wants a lot larger stadium. 
Uh, but you know, finally, uh, you know, he could have, you know, you know, there's a, there's enough, there's a, there's a, uh, actually a website. I, I mean, because I always thought, no, well, the, the natives are fine with it. No, they're not. There is a website uh, on here. Let's see what's called uh, changethemascot.org that has a large number of folks that are, uh, that are, I mean, native, native groups. As I mean, not, I mean, like, so the, uh, what was the big one was the Congress of Native uh, Tribes or whatever it was. Uh, and then, you know, all these, you know, one, two, three, four, it looks like it's about 15 different native groups, you know, all calling and for You know what? Me and Alex were just talking about this here um, about a month ago, something yeah. very similar. And it was that the um, the voice actor that does a poo on Simpsons yes. says that he's not going to do that anymore right. because of racial concerns and stuff. Yeah. And, um, I said to Alex, or maybe you said to me, well, it was a conversation, <clears throat> but we were saying, I would be fine with that if I knew of one actual Indian person that was offended by that character. Oh, there's, uh, God, uh, now what's his name? There is an Indian uh, stand-up comic, uh, I think it was Hari Kondabalu, uh, who actually wrote um, him. Uh, somebody, uh, somebody in that. Uh, he's a stand-up guy, and he actually made a movie <laughs> talking about that. So yeah, there's a whole movie about Apu, uh, and hmm. you know, yeah, it's. Uh, I, I can't remember what the name of it is. Once I find it, I'll email it to you. Uh, so yeah, it's there's... never good to talk of a whole ethnic group as if they're a monolith, as if right. they're a, a was... single entity. You know, that's that's inherently not great. I mean, it's it's a number. Yeah, there's a couple of issues with that. I mean, in that, um, that yeah, it's a very stereotypical uh, Indian character that they made. Uh, right. Number and number two, it's a white guy doing it. Uh, so you know, that's uh, there. You know, when there are you know lots of actors out there of color who are great uh, from you know, and and that's I think that's probably the, been the big thing is that. You know, they get looked over a lot. Um, I actually know, unless, think unless you're time. Denzel Washington or you know, <laughs> I think that what they should do is they should actually own it. Just like, mm-hmm. do you ever watch uh, the 2012 Ninja Turtles cartoon, Ninja Turtles? No. Show. Okay, no. very good show. Anyway, right. it was originally voiced by Jason Biggs. Okay, he's the guy that did American oh, Pie. Yeah, right, right, right. Okay, but then they changed it. He left, and then it was voiced by Seth Green. Well, okay. in the previous episode, Shredder messes up Leonardo, and in the next episode, it's Seth Green doing his voice. And Donatello, um, voiced by, oh, um, Robert Paulson, um, he goes, man, Shredder really did a hurting on you. I don't think your voice is ever going to go back to how it was. <laughs> well, that, and they do that in Letterkenny. Is you know, like uh, if you look at the uh, um, the, the uh, there's a couple of episodes, but the the first one I think was the uh, Saint. Uh, no, it was about uh, the uh, the Valentine's Day uh, episode, and where really good episode. It, it was, but is. They're t- they're, it's obviously summer, 
<laughs> when they're shooting this episode. Uh, Valentine, no, 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 not the Valentine's. It is the St. Patrick's Day, St. Perfect's Day episode. That's what it was. That one was done in the summer. And and they're outside and they're saying, pretty balmy for uh, St. Patrick's Day. And <laughs> yeah, the weather's been really weird. So they, they, they do that. They make fun of themselves of when they're having to shoot things. So right. yeah, I like, I like, I like it when they do that. Uh, they, they, you know, it is what it is. And we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll make fun of ourselves for having to shoot, you know, what would normally be a, a winter type episode. Yeah. And that's, and, and I feel like that's what they should do with some of these, some of these, you know, transitions, because yeah. I'm not against these transitions at all. Yeah. I, I'm, uh, I'm just saying that they should own it and make it, make it a bit, make it a thing, you know, like a poo. Like yeah. when they change him to a different actor, don't pick somebody that's like gonna similarly do this, like you know, yeah, think, racist voice. Yeah, to... I think. Well, honestly, if if they if they feel that they, you know, honestly, I think they should probably just do away with Apu. I mean, he's that he's is a, the they, easiest solution. Yes. Just do it. He, he and the family move off. Because they are they're they're now doing something else elsewhere. Because then, we know that there's a quickie mart in India because sure. Apu had to visit that quickie mart up on top of the mountain. There you go. You know, which hey, there's an out right there. He's the new Quickie Mart CEO. You know, on yeah. one hand, I kind of appreciate how much Apu and his family are included throughout earlier seasons of the show. I mean, they go to his home country and, and do all kind of stuff. I would go as far to say that Apu is probably Homer's best friend. <laughs> that, like, even though he hangs out with the bar guys all the time, who does he always go to for advice or for troubles? It's always Apu. Yeah, it's never. Stupid it... Flanders. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid, sexy Flanders. <laughs> Before Man, I go, that was I one of my favorite go, episodes. Um, the best suggestion that I've heard for uh, a new name for the Washington Redskins is the Washington Foreskins. It would, <laughs> it would, you know, they they could they could just edit a lot of their existing merchandise. <laughs> so they're Ju they're going to be a Jewish team now? Or are they going to have go. a guy with a yarmulke and a in a dreidel? Oh, now now who's racist? <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, that's a whole new thing. <laughs> All right, I got to get out of here, guys. It's been, it's been a pleasure to 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 have you on the show. Yeah, it's been a pleasure being here. See you later. Have Take a good care. night, Alex. <sighs> yeah, I, I, yeah, the that uh, yeah, I, I, it's I think it just really goes back to uh, the 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 stereotypical. Issue of now, I don't know if you watch Steven Universe at all, which no. I think it's a it's a brilliant kid show. And it's a very inclusive, um, and like the, he's got his little girlfriend. And I, it's it's been a while since I've watched it, uh, but she is she she where she's where her parents are from um, are that both her parents are I think are both doctors, uh, but I mean she. Uh, uh, now it's good. <laughs> I've, I'll have to look it up, but yeah, um, uh, Steven Universe uh, is about, basically about a, a little boy who is uh, is has become a superhero because his mother was a superhero. Basically, uh, it was the Crystal Gems, and it was these aliens. It's really it's really difficult to explain, but 
she's now he's now being raised by uh, these three other gems, uh, and, and they're all female presenting. Uh, and they they take care of him. They raise him. His father's still around. He's uh, he runs the the local uh, car wash. <laughs> His name is Greg Universe. But <laughs> he's a um, but he knows that he's best off with these other gems because he's now a gem. He needs to be raised by other gems. And it's it's really kind of this all inclusive family that are def different from everywhere. And they they also he's now got this little girlfriend who's uh, from some other country, and I can't remember what it is. But it's I would say it's Indian, but I know it's not. Um, but yeah, but yeah, parent, her parents are doctors, and they treat her just like they treat like any other parent. Which I don't want you going out because it's dangerous, or you know that kind of stuff that, that parents do. Um, so yeah, doing something like that, where, where if you're going to have a nationality uh, that's whatever it is, a, a minority nationality in your show, mm -hmm. treat them with the respect that you would treat treat. The majority in this case, you know, we, we the Simpsons are in America, you know, white people make up 72% of the population. Treat them like you would treat, you know, the majority. That's that's really all you can say. You know, give them the same respect, you know. And, so, and to bring this back to Letterkenny, mm -hmm. like we said earlier, good on them from the very beginning of being extremely inclusive. I, 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 I love the level of diversity that they've had in the show. And I love the, you know, the way that they don't make a big deal about it. They just yeah. like, it is what it is. It is I what mean, it is. And all your, and you have every, a problem. That's your problem. And every native character in that show is an actual native. So that's, that's, uh, you know, it, it's, it's thought out, you know, by well before, <laughs> it hits the screen. Everything is thought out and considered. So, and, even um, though it's just a, <clears throat> even though it's just a silly comedy, it's 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 it, Jared takes this show very seriously. And um, another example that, um, uh, as far as like, you know, changing something. Um, I mean, they talk about the whitewashing of Hollywood all the time. But one of the best examples that I can re uh, think of in recent years is the Ghost in the Shell movie. So, like, Scarlett Johansson was really, uh, really a great choice as the major in um, in the Ghost in the Shell movie, the live action movie. She's a there. She's she's as athletic enough. She's she's good enough to you know to do that kind of thing. She's got that kind of like stoic attitude that they needed for the character. The only problem was that that why why would you change a you know a, a clearly Asian character mm -hmm, from right. an Asian series to that, and they had a perfectly good out, a perfectly good way to explain it within the narrative, and it fell flat on its face. And I was like, "You guys ruined it." You took what was possibly a great idea, and then just destroyed destroyed a good idea. They destroyed their 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 possibility of an out, and they just it's like why are you trying to do this? There's right. lots of great Asian actresses that could have played this, but mm -hmm. you chose to have a white a actress white <laughs> actress play white this and, because. Yeah. She she's she's in the Avengers, so she's a hot name right now. Okay, whatever. But give me 
an actual explanation on why you pick this and not just because. Yeah. Not just because. Because when when the major opens up the door and her mother, her birth mother, is Asian, it's like get the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. They, what are you what are you doing? Do they do they do that so much in Hollywood where they they feel that they feel that anybody who is not a name uh, like Scarlett Johansson uh, that you know that they're just not going to get get enough money for the for the for the movie. And you that's know, a, and that's the thing that's a business decision. And, and the business, a, yeah. And but still, it, I mean, you, you if still you have to have make if you have to make a business decision on these kind of things, then it's not a good concept in the first place. Yeah. If, yeah. If, if, be, yeah. Doing, Boondock doing Saints. Like, Boondock mm, Saints. Perfect yeah. example. Norman Reedus. Practically an unknown name. But you and you throw in two other actors that are... Or three other actors that are, have some note. Almost nobody knows who Norman Reedus is at the time. They throw him in there. They in in Sean Patrick and it, Flannery. Yeah, exactly. And um uh Willem Dafoe. Yeah. Willem Dafoe, fantastic job. I loved him in that on that yeah. on that movie. Yeah. Willem Dafoe is one of my favorite actors. Mm. Um but Norman Reedus, his his actual portrayal in that whole movie, he just I'm not gonna say he took the whole movie, but he damn well near came close it was definitely a great breakout movie for him mm. um but my point is is they it wasn't any acting choices that pushed that movie it wasn't they didn't pick anybody specifically because they thought that that was going to be the perfect person uh, or or they they're they, they they needed to push the agenda of the movie from a business standpoint. That's not why yeah. they picked Norman Reedus or anybody else. It was because right. they were perfect for those parts. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's my, that's they, my complaint. Yeah, they seemed, they, they really felt like brothers. So yeah, they, they, right. they meshed. Yeah. Right. So, and then yeah. Willem Dafoe was a great inspector in that movie. He <laughs> was great. He was, and more, then, he, was, he was, he was like, I mean, less evil, but uh, like in uh, the, the professional, <laughs> Uh, uh, Gary Oldman, you know, that's still that same flamboyant. He is yeah. actually my favorite actor of all time. Gary Oldman, yep. but by far the, uh, if I, if I could ever meet any actor, any professional yeah. actor, it would be he's, Gary Oldman. He's brilliant. Uh, my, my other one would be Sam Rockwell. Okay. Yeah. I mean, brilliant. I mean, yeah. Now Gary Oldman though can play young or old and has played, you know, he's so dynamic an actor i just you know i it astounds me you know i don't know how how old he is in real life but <laughs> i'm like you can you can see him playing churchill you see him you know playing sid vicious uh, segue from gary oldman though gets back to a um a, or a a directoral choice as far as casting that from a business standpoint, made absolutely no sense, and that is Heath Ledger as the Joker. Yeah. There was a bunch of people that were like, he's the absolute perfect, he's, he's, he's the complete wrong choice. You know? And there was a bunch of people that were boycotting that movie because they were like, <laughs> hey, there's no way he's, he's the Joker. And then the movie came out, 
and the movie spoke for itself. They didn't need to make a business standpoint because you know what? Christopher Nolan knows what he's doing. Yeah, but my I, I the thing is I just never I never liked Heath Ledger from the beginning. Uh, that I, you know me I, neither. I, yeah, so I mean I think it was the the Patriot uh, that whole you know him being in that I, I think it took away from that. I mean not that it was not that the Patriot was that great, um, but it was just like I I, I kind of like those historic movies like that you know from whether it was uh, Braveheart which I really liked. I mean the 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 Patriot. The Patriot story, I think, as well, was written by the same person. Uh, and I can't remember his name. Well. Uh, but uh, but it was, yeah. He something uh, for for me. Uh, him, he was just wrong. <laughs> I, I, I never, I never felt it. My my wife loved him, but it was just like, yeah. I mean, granted, she's ten years younger than me, but <laughs> it's still, uh, it still just was just off. Um, but yeah, I, you know, and I understand why people ended up really liking him as Joker. I mean, he did, I think he did a great job. Uh, it was just a personal thing. I mean, once you hold How a, about a you, magic trick, yeah, once you hold a grudge against somebody, it's, it's hard to let go. <laughs> so, <laughs> so. oh man, um, no, that I'm sorry. The dark Knight is my favorite movie. Yeah. Favorite I, movie. And it's I for know. Heath Ledger. I love, uh, I love that movie. My my favorite movie is Fifth Element. Oh my god! <laughs> right. I will watch that and, as often as you'll play it. And you know what? That is the that that right there. Not only did that move was that movie like every single per, per, Gary Oldman, by the way. Exactly. <laughs> that yes. that that every single person from a business standpoint, like they. Everybody perfectly fit in all of those roles. Oh, totally, yeah. In in the only person, or, or, or the timing of the movie was perfect too, because it was right in between Bruce Willis, who is actually trying, and Bruce Willis, who doesn't give a shit. Right <laughs> in between there, that was when that movie was filmed, and he was actually trying, but we also got that great performance from him because yeah. he was he was. He was halfway phoning it in, but well, yeah, he was because... playing a character who was not supposed to be giving a shit. Yeah, know, he exactly. Trying... He was perfect. <laughs> it was yeah. perfect. It was, it, it was yeah. I I just I adore that movie. I mean, there's uh, probably three movies. My top three movies are that Fifth uh, Element, uh, Jaws, and Blazing Saddles. I mean, those are my, I would watch. I, you could put just put those three movies in, and I'll just watch them all. If... If you were to put out Blazing Saddles now in the theater, it would be 15 minutes long. It would be the credits, and you'd have to edit half of that. Well, you know, because the you know who wrote that was Richard Pryor. Yeah. So, so yeah, and I mean, the, the studio wouldn't let them have Richard Pryor playing the the, the sheriff's role. Uh, so that's when they brought in Cleavon Little, who was brilliant. Uh, and, and it's probably the only movie where I like. Uh, oh God! Um, oh fuck! Uh, Gene Wilder. Um, Gene Wilder. Yeah, I I just never. I, it's, and it's mostly because of his voice. And I think in this one, his voice wasn't all that, that you know that whiny voice that he's always had. He wasn't that way in Blazing Saddles. So his voice wasn't grating on me. And so that movie was brilliant. I I think because of uh, Mel Brooks. You know, creating the movie and writing it with, you know, I think that's why 
I think it could still be done today. I mean, like they just did the producers, which was, you know, the, the springtime for Hitler and all that stuff. So um, I think they could, I think they could still do it today. It would, it would be different for sure. Um, just because of what's going on. And I, and probably a bit more edgy. Um, it would just be updated with what's going on now, <laughs> but, uh, uh, you know, in a world <laughs> with a black sheriff. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I, I think that I think that that story that goes on there still holds up. I mean, if if you watch it with even with today's eyes, you know, where they're bringing in, you know, they're bringing in uh, guys to kill the sheriff, the KKK, you know, and all these, you know, all these people that like. You know what's happening today uh that you know they're, they're bringing in the proud boys or whatever it happens to be um you know and, we don't need no stinking badges <laughs> right yeah so there's a lot of stuff that you know that really i mean if you if you look at it even look at it with today's eyes it still holds i mean just like just like uh rage against the machine music holds up still 30 years later you know oh my goodness could you <laughs> believe the twitter outrage on there of all these people saying, oh, well, I'm totally going to stop listening to Rage Against the Machine. I've been a fan for 15 years, 20 years, and now, I, uh, now I'm completely boycotting. And I'm like, I'm reading it, and I'm like, what did you think they were raging against? Like... I mean, yeah. Is it, uh, did you think that the the title of it was about a thirty year old guy <laughs> getting mad at his stereo because he couldn't get the input right? <laughs> yeah. God, yeah. I just, I'm like, oh. have, have you have you not listened to the lyrics? They repeat their their lyrics a lot. Those who work, those are, some of those who work forces are the same that burn crosses. That gets repeated like five or six times in the in the verse. <laughs> I mean. It's uh, it's not like it, they're hiding anything. Um, no, in in so, and that was for that was in 1990. So, but then, but then you got other bands like um, System of the Down. Oh yeah, System of the Down. And now, they, now, they, now, granted, a lot of theirs comes from uh, uh, God. Uh, they are God, uh, kind of Middle East, uh, and if I could remember it, because um, like yeah, uh, there was a whole genocide with. With, yeah, uh, yeah, and yeah. So yeah, they're the same way. So yeah, but I, I feel like uh, I mean, in, in oh, I'm reminded of Armenian. one of their interviews from um, Chop Suey. Mm -hmm. You know, right after Chop Suey, and they're like, you know, they're talking about the lyrics, and they're like, mm -hmm. "Are you, are you, are you a religious band?" And they, they, they kind of dance around the question. They, they're like. Well, I think that everybody at some some level is religious, you know. And I'm like, I like the music, but I mean, you guys, you got, you I guys are I, are not. You 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 say you stand for something, but yet you're not standing for something. Well, I, I, their their I, their stand is, I mean, has really always been for, you know, what's gone on with uh, Armenian the Armenian folks uh, mm -hmm. and how that's. So it's more less religious more culture um so i think you know that uh, chop suey uh, was about you know uh was about you know the suicide bombers you know? yeah um so t talking about that and then people just going on with their everyday life um yeah. 
you know, and, you know, the, and the bombers, you know, say, why have you forsaken me? You know, I, I'm doing this. And, that, you know. and that's the thing. They, 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 people were misinterpreting some of their lyrics and mm -hmm. they weren't correcting them on it. At least not at first, but then they come out with that, uh, the, 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 one of their, their most, and when I say most recent, I mean like, uh, 15 years ago, but the hypnotize album where the, they do the song, um, about Tiananmen square. And I'm like, this is what yeah. you guys needed to do at the beginning. You're, you're really standing up and saying something. And that's what I appreciated about rage against the machine from the very beginning. They, they stood for something from yeah. the very beginning of the show. Yeah. Well, I mean, even with their BYOB. Not show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, They're yeah. the first album. Their first yeah. album. Yeah. But, but, but even with System of a Down, with B, like BYOB, which is, it's more about, which is, it shows, again, it shows both sides where, you know, all of this shit is going on and I'll have the party, you know? And it, so it's kind of like, you folks are ever not paying attention to anything while all of this shit is going on. Right. That's, you know, they, that's kind of, you know, been their message is like, look at the fucking world. You know, you're, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it, a lot of that. And I think it's similar to what, I mean, I, you got to look at, you know, where, where, um, where the, uh, you know, uh, Tom Morello and Zach and, uh, the rest of the guys in, um, in uh, Rage Against the Machine, where they grew up and how, you know, how, you know, their, their culture. So, yeah, two different cultures looking at, at, at their, at their strife in different ways. Um, so, I mean, I think, I think they're both brilliant. Um, I mean, whereas, you know, the, uh, the guys in System of a Down, you know, they're very much uh, instrumental uh, mm -hmm. looking at the music and, you know, cause like uh, Serge Tarkini, he's got like five, five octaves he can hit. So there's a lot of, looking at the music, the technicality of the music, along with what they're doing. Whereas Rage Against the Machine is just in your fucking face. <laughs> they're, right. they're coming out guns blazing. And, you know, they're, they're, they're not, I mean, granted, Tom Morello is a fantastic guitar player. Um, I mean, my, my background is in music. <laughs> I've, been, I've played in a lot of bands and I, and following it. I couldn't tell players. from your, from your office there. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they, they, uh, that, yeah, I mean, masterful. I, I, yeah, I, I, so what they, you know, and what they do is, you know, they're they're trying to get that story across. This is what's happening in America right now, and you need to be fucking paying. Open your goddamn eyes, and if you don't, I will open them for you. That's kind of where they're at. Whereas right. System of a Down is, it's a story. You know, that's kind of their that's their background, that's their culture. I'm going to tell you a story, and this is how you're going to see it. So it's it, it's. Same but different, but same. <laughs> oh man! But, uh, um... yeah. And if you, and if you want to listen, you know, which also kind of music-wise, Letterkenny has put on some great music that tells a lot of stories. And they, uh, if, if you have by Spotify, the way, go on Spotify. Way, I love the Letterkenny montages. I love mm -hmm. their music choice. It's in every time that they do that, every time that they do a, mo a montage, I'm like, yeah, it's a guy <laughs> show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but there's one time that they chose to do a montage and they really shouldn't. And um, this was a question that I actually had written down um, as far as a, a plot arc or at mm. least a rework that I uh, that 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 you would choose for me. 
the episode where they have the um, the actual finals and everybody is mic'd out, everybody's ha- uh, helmets is mic'd out, yeah. and they do that episode as a montage. Yeah. And that was one of the biggest letdowns because I was expecting an entire episode of chirping. That's what I was wanting. <laughs> well, they, and did a lot of, they did a lot of chirping up front. And then up when, front, yeah. When, 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 but then when they got to Shorzy at the end, he said, he's, Shorzy did a, I mean, a brilliant thing by standing up for his team. He goes, I know I'm going to be taken out, but I know my other guys can do the work. And he fucking takes out Jean Jacques, Frankie Jean, Jacques Jean. Jean Jean, Trevor Jean, Jean Jean. Yeah, Jean Jacques, Francois Jacques Jean. Yes. Uh, yeah, and so yeah, he takes him out, and then from there, it's just you know that's what it is. It's they they're catching up, so it's speed montage to for them to catch up, and then and then take the trophy, which the top falls off of, which is like I find hilarious every time. So <laughs> it's yeah. So yeah, I don't because yeah, the first two periods uh, are them fighting fight, fight, fighting and losing. Yeah, uh, and then yeah, then they get back. After Shorzy takes out JJ Frankie JJ, then you know yeah that then it then it goes to montage to, to finish it off. I think yeah. I you know some of that may have been played for time uh, as well, but that's what I think. That's what I really they, yeah they tried to keep the episodes uh, you know comer- without commercials uh, to be about twenty three minutes um, and some are less, um, but yeah I think that that's probably what they were doing. They they probably knew how much time they had. You know we're, we're, they write it all out. And, you know, probably thirty minutes worth, and then okay, what are we going to trim? What do we need to keep versus and, what can we lose? We were talking uh, a little while ago about uh, uh, the plot, mm. and I feel like that that's what they really use as their plot device when they want to drive the plot, and they mm-hmm. they're like, we need to communicate this, yeah. but we don't want to we don't want to slow down our momentum. In fact, we want to speed it up. And yeah. I feel like they use that a lot is they'll, they'll throw it in as a montage, you know, well, yeah. because they're, they're telling the story visually, but they, they're, they, they, they've got the epic, you know, yeah. this, that, and the other. Yeah. I mean, cause you can even look at like, um, the, uh, oh, God, no, I'm trying to remember what the wedding episode was called, but, uh, oh, we don't fight at weddings. Uh, we're at the end. And they're they're kicking off the dance, and they're having the fight with the uh, the Sidians, and you know, and they're playing peaches, you know, uh, which uh, teaches the peaches uh, the uh, sucking on my titties like you want, and there's so it's kind of a double story there about you know fuck the pain away, I'm I'm causing pain here with the fight, but we're you know uh, Dax and Ron getting married, and we're gonna have a fucking good night, you know, so it's kind of a it's it's a double it's a double story there. With, with what's going on and how they tell the music. So I, I really right. like that. That was a great montage. <laughs> that was a great montage. Um, hmm. I think I've ran out of topics. <laughs> you know, I, one thing I will say, you know, if, if you want, so a uh, couple of things. Uh, third, if, if you're ever wanting to get somebody interested, what I've heard, I mean, for me, it was season one uh, right off the bat, but. Uh, if you think somebody's going to be a little timid about it, start them with season three, because uh, okay. uh, that's where you're. Because you notice, like as you said, with with season one and two, it's telling this story that really doesn't all fit. I think a lot of that is due to they're bringing over a leftover story from the 
from their web series. From the web series, yeah. Yeah, so they're really they're really finding their footing in season three. So start off with that. Uh, I think also season uh, seven, which a lot of people don't like. I think that's kind of where they became a Crave original, and they're bringing the U.S. on. I think what they did with that, if you notice that 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 season, they did a lot of stuff that they did at the very beginning. They're telling the same stuff over over again. So I think that they're they're making that their introduction to the U.S. viewers episode. So if you look at it that way, it's not it's not so bad. They're just trying to bring people up to speed. So um, that's, that's so it's not such a bad episode. It's not definitely not. I, I mean, it's a season. It's definitely not my favorite season. I know it's not for a lot of folks. Uh, but yeah, season eight. I will tell you, season eight is the favorite of uh, of Kiso. <laughs> that's his favorite season, uh, and uh, and a lot of people. So I, you know, it, season seven. I, I think the Marie Fred story was brilliant. I loved her. I really, you know, I, I, it really bummed me out. I was because at the end that that season finale, I didn't want. I, I, I kept, during after the season ended. I'm like, no, that can't have happened. Something was going on. I wanted any other thing to happen because I really liked Marie Fred and, and Wayne together. I thought they were they were perfect. Uh, but yeah, I'm I you know, and I but I do really like Rosie. So <laughs> I, it's uh it's you know a lot of relationship stories in this uh, in this uh, in this show. So starting from the very beginning. So um, so many great things to look. I mean, to look at. I mean, you can look at the cleverness of it because there's a lot of clever dialogue. Uh, a lot of oh, very smart. Yeah. I mean, there's a bunch of very smart stuff happening in a dumb, quote unquote, dumb show. You know, I think you know they they they're very I mean, very you smart. Look at the success of Futurama. You yeah. have you have uh, arguably a a a almost retarded show, but then you have. At one point, they cumulatively had more education in, on their writing staff than any other show on the air. Hmm. Um, it was uh, more college hours in their writing staff than any other show. Um, I forget. I forget which season it was. I want to say it was either four or five, hmm. but just they they. The Futurama is so smart on so many levels, and Letterkenny is a lot, a, a lot, uh, very similar in a lot of ways. That it's it's telling so, it's saying so many things in such a condensed amount of space mm -hmm. that it's so clever and yeah. so well crafted. I agree. Yeah, yeah. I, a lot of people will will compare. I I, I didn't watch. I, I didn't watch a lot of uh, of Futurama. Oh, I did watch more King of the Hill, but not oh, a that, lot. Futurama is my favorite show. Yeah, I, I mean that is that is that is the show that I fall asleep to. <laughs> yeah, my yeah, mine is uh, mine would be Letterkenny, but I mean aside from that, um, would be The Expanse. Uh, that is a brilliantly written show and set of books. Um, but it's uh, yeah, I, I, a lot of people have compared it to King of the Hill because that's kind of rural. Uh, but there's still, there's still some cleverness that's going on. And... I th I feel like King of the Hill is really more suburban than than rural. Where well, suburban, yeah, it's suburban Texas, which is kind of where I grew up. Yeah, um, but it's still that rural mindset. Uh, it, right. That's, so that's kind of what it is. And for, I mean, it's, and it's, so you can see Wayne and the Hicks compared with you know uh, Hank and Dale and. Uh, 
the rest of the guys. I can't, remember, I can't remember the names right now, but uh, there's a lot. There's some clever. There's cleverness and that that close family tie feeling with the both of them. So I think that's kind of where that where I was getting to with that. Um, yeah, I, but I can't really say. You know, this reminds me exactly of X Y Z show. Um, it's like a little of this, a little of that. Um, it's, I mean, with the diversity that it has and the, the, I guess we'll say wokeness of it, <laughs> it doesn't really remind me of anything in particular. Uh, there's like, but the, I mean, you can see, you'll, you'll see, uh, homages within the show to certain things. Um, you know, I mean, and I know that they, they want to tell the small town story. They're not, they're not looking for big money. I mean, cause if you think about it, you know, they're really only working with Canadian actors. Uh, if they're looking for, if they were looking for money, they would have brought in, you know, they're trying to get Nathan Fillion in there, uh, in there is on something. Uh, hell, one of one of the things that I had just some head cannon uh, type stuff was, you know, bring Keanu Reeves in. Uh, he is he is Wayne's American cousin. His name is John Hick. <laughs> and he's coming up to Canada to get Wayne to help him find his dog that's been stolen. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, just little things like that. But yeah, they could they could bring some really brilliant Canadian actors in there for for the money. Uh, but you know, who they could they could actually work in as an in an episode and actually have him play himself. Who's that? Um. Uh, shoot. Uh, oh. Justin Bieber. Fuck. <laughs> With McMurray. He's got the full-on Bieber eyes. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah. Wayne I feel would, like I, that I, I would make a fantastic Wayne. episode. I could just see Wayne looking at him all the time, like, you know, just like, sitting up straight and, you know, grimacing at him. <laughs> kind of like he did with uh, uh, Kingsley and uh, Sh Shep and Kingsley. <laughs> Shep and Kings. Oh. Those are dogs' names. <laughs> you know what's funny about that? Kingsley uh, is uh, K. Trevor Wilson's grandfather. Really? Yeah. <laughs> hmm. So that's oh, a little, little piece of trivia for you there. <laughs> Uh, we 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 are gluttons for trivia on this show, <laughs> really are, really. Yeah, are. Actually, I've, I've been one of the things I've been considering is doing a Letterkenny trivia uh, during the off season. So mm. I, I, there's lots of things I'm thinking about to, to fill up time to, until season nine. So I definitely want to get some more interviews. Uh, I mean, I, I doubt I'll be able to get uh, Kanitio uh, Horns because she's having a baby in November. Um, and I don't know if I could ever get uh, Melanie Scafrano because she's doing, uh, you know, her her uh, her other show, uh, Winona Winona Earp. Uh, so she's got lots of things. So, but I, I I would like I'd love to get Evan Stern. I absolutely adore him. He's my favorite skid. Probably one of my probably one of my favorite characters in the show. Um, I mean, out of so yeah, the way he the way he is with the skids. Uh, and 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 around everybody else is brilliant. I mean, there's so many good actors in that show that you've never heard of before, uh, and they they deserve a lot more screen time on 
lots of other things. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kiso has done a brilliant job of casting that show. And that's another, uh, then in, in that is another example of pick the right person to play the right thing. Not mm -hmm. don't, don't just try to make a business decision about it. Yeah. I mean, not to say that that's not a, that's not always a good idea because sometimes you can make that business decision and there, then you don't get an actor that just phones it in, but actually right. delivers right. on every JK Simmons, JK Simmons, Everything that he's he's been in, even though he's a he's he's a well known actor now, everything that he's in, he brings his A game every single time. We were yeah, talking he's one, about he's one, of, he's one of those actors that's oh that guy, you know. Yeah, <laughs> and, and so, you're I like mean, oh, yeah. but then 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 you got well, I mean, we were already talking about Gary Oldman, you know, who mm -hmm. always shows up, and then of course you've got Willem Dafoe, who you know, just like. Um, uh, John Malkovich, um, they always show up, but they only play one person. <laughs> yeah. They only want to play really one character or a variation of that character. Yeah, Malkovich um, was even great in uh, Space Force, if you got a chance to watch that. I haven't watched that yet. It's that's, really good. That's it's one really of those good. ones. Me and my wife are watching Peaky Blinders right now. Mm. So um, that's I, I think that's the next one that I'm going to suggest. Yeah, that was a good one. Pe uh, have you watched Peaky Blinders? I have not. I'd have a uh, kind of offshoot of that a little bit uh, is uh, that I watched was um, oh God, uh, Penny Dreadful. Um, kind, kind of that same edge, mm -hmm. uh, but different story. It's more supernaturally than, you know. Peaky Blinders is, is a very, very well-scripted show. Um, there's certain shows I'll watch and I'll be like, I can't watch this. This is just too poorly scripted. Like, um, what's a great exa example? Oh, um, uh, uh, Last Man Standing. Cannot watch that show. What is that? Last Man Standing. That's the one with, um, uh, uh, oh, um, Tim Allen. Oh, fuck. I hate to know. <laughs> I, li I liked him as Buzz Lightyear. Yeah. Um, but I just, you know, I. He I'm... always plays the dumb dad. Uh, the the uh, stuck in my who I am dumb dad. That's yeah. That, he's, he's that trope every time. And yeah, that's, I'm done with that. You know, yeah. Character, I, 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 I... character that, you know, can only play one character, and that's himself. Yeah. And yeah, so yeah, uh, so yeah, Doom Patrol. If you haven't watched, if you if you haven't started that, uh, I have not, and I hear. Oh, isn't um, good. isn't uh, Brandon Fraser in that? Yes, he plays yeah, Robot Man, he, Cliff Steele. I hear he actually is like really bringing his aim game on that. Oh yeah, he's great. He's great in it. I mean, everybody who's in that show is really good. I mean, there's some people that I hadn't seen. The uh, the gal who, uh, if you watched Orange Is the New Black. There was the two Latina girls that were always doing the their makeup tutorials. No, uh, I don't know if you're watching. Oh yeah, she plays she plays one of the greatest characters called Jane, who is a <laughs> uh, she's got she plays a character with multiple personalities, and e each personality has their own superpower. <laughs> it's just really weird. Uh, but yeah, and each time she changes to another character, her her 
even though she looks the same as her every time, but she'll just, I mean, it'll shimmer and she'll have like a tattoo on her chest and she's playing, she's a, she's one of her other personalities or she'll, uh, it'll shimmer again. And she's got these little pigtails playing baby doll. Uh, so it's just, and so, and it'll just change like that, but she's, and she switches from personality to personality perfectly. Uh, I mean, yeah, there's so many great characters in that. So yeah, good show. Highly recommended. I'll have to check that one out. It's on uh, HBO Max. Um, we probably need to sew things up. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, what I was going to say was uh, HBO Max had me interested, and then they didn't do the Friends um, event, and that's kind of put off. So. Huh. I didn't know um, the Friends event. Oh yeah, that was like the big I mean, selling point of HBO Max. I mean, they Friends pulled, is on there. They pulled Friends off of Netflix um, to have it on HBO Max in their, one of their big launching events of HBO Max was they were going to have a new episode, a reunion episode of Friends live. And it was oh. going to be everybody and they were going to have um, supposedly the same character nor the same actress that played Emma in the original show as Emma, it was going to be like a reunion, like her 18th birthday or whatever. But huh. yeah, they 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 ended up not doing it. So I I was like, you know what? That's the only thing that I really wanted to see on HBO Max right now because I mean they got the Elmo show that I was like, oh, okay, well that's <laughs> kind of interesting. But uh, yeah, they've not... got a new they've got a new uh, Adventure Time series. If you ever watched Adventure Time. I watched uh, a couple episodes. I wasn't really like huge into it. I got into it because my kids were into it, and I like I love John DiMaggio. I tried uh, to get, oh right. I met I met him after because originally from Adventure Time uh, was where I where I knew him from. My I took my kids. My kids were both into Adventure Time. Went to Emerald City Comic Con, and he was there doing autographs. And my son was dressed up like J uh, like uh, like oh god, Finn. From Adventure Time, and he came in the human. Yes, and he was probably ten at the time. Uh, and he gets up to uh, he gets up to Jake, and he gets really quiet. And Jake stands up. Uh, I mean, John stands up and do, does his in his Jake voice. He goes, "Hi, what's your name?" He actually stands up, and Jake uh, John is a big guy. Uh, and he goes, "What's your name?" What do you? And he, Are you like Adventure Time? And he's like, "Yeah." And, it's, and and you know you're only supposed to bring up one thing for for somebody to sign. And Evan was holding the, he had a calendar and a, a CD, a DVD, and some books. And he opened he opened the calendar, and everything that Jake the dog was on, he signed. He goes, yeah, this is and this is my girlfriend. <laughs> and so he was such a nice guy. I love him forever. I've uh, heard <laughs> I've heard that that he's one of those voice actors that you know really. Is a genuinely good person. Um, yeah. The other guy that I've I've heard that from too um, is uh, the guy that uh, played um, Optimus Prime. Um, uh, my uh, my uh, uh, friend from uh, my hometown. Uh, he's actually met him. He met him in a bar randomly, and oh. uh, he was they. He just got to, to talking to him and. Uh, um, and uh, he was like, hey, do you want me to say the thing? And he goes, 
what do you mean the thing? And he's like, oh, the the thing. You want me to say the thing? And he goes, yeah, say the thing. And he goes, Autobots, transform and roll out. <laughs> in his Optimus Prime voice and everything. It was... It, uh, I was like, that's that's cool. Um, yeah, I'm trying to see who did that voice. But I, I'm not sure. Um, I always forget. I always forget. I mean, yeah. he's done a lot, a lot of stuff, but like that's like his most notable thing. Yeah, Peter Cullen. That sounds right. Okay. Yeah, one of the uh, one of the other ones who's really nice is Tom Kenny, uh, who has been doing voice acting forever, and it, it was uh, in. SpongeBob. Uh, so, and uh, one of my one of our friends who goes to San Diego Comic Con every year, and, and until this year, uh, and and actually has has become friends with lots of the geek, geeky folks, you know, whether it be Will Wheaton, Felicia Day, you know, those 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 folks uh, who I also adore. But she became very good friends with Tom Kenny, uh, and then got to become friends with uh, with, with John DiMaggio as well. So yeah, lots of lots of good geeky folk uh, that aren't you know just there for. If there uh, was if there was any voice actors that I could meet in real life, apart from Mark Hamill, because of course he'd want to meet Mark Hamill. <laughs> um, it, <laughs> fantastic, fantastic voice actor, and um, but no, Robert Paulson. I would love to meet Robert Paulson. Okay, aside from. Uh, Fight Club. I don't. I'm not sure. That's the only. When you when I hear Rock, his name was Robert Paulson. Rob, uh, so, so no, I, no, um, no. He was the voice of Michelangelo. Oh, or, okay. No, I'm sorry. Uh, or I'm sorry. Uh, Raphael in the original, um, 1990s Ninja Turtles, and then he was also the voice of Donatello in the 2012 Ninja Turtles. Okay. Yeah. Um, when I type in Robert Paulson uh, on here, the his first name thing, is Robert Paulson. Yeah, the first thing that comes up is Fight Club. Uh, yeah, but there is another one, American voice actor. I'll have to see what else he's been in. Um, he's been yeah. in a lot. He's he's fantastic. He was he was Pinky. Pink, uh, yeah, I got Pinky in the Brain in a man. And he was he was Yakko. Jimmy Neutron, uh, Goofy movie. Uh, oh, a lot of uh, Little Mermaid stuff. Yeah, uh, land before time. <laughs> he's he's been in so much, and he's a he's a very chameleonic voice actor. Um, it was funny too. Uh, the other day, uh, I was on um, I forget what I was on some social media outlet, and they uh, it was uh, which is your favorite Ninja Turtle, and I, I and I responded with whatever Robert Paulson is playing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, Bill, Billy West was also really nice. Oh yeah, that. I've heard that too. Yeah. Um, yeah. <sighs> well, my wife is texting me about about Din Din. Uh, uh, so <laughs> yeah, I, I'm surprised mine is. Oh, I I brought her lunch home right before we started this, uh, and I'm actually I'm the one that's starving. <laughs> so, yeah, I, like, I was rushing. I didn't get to get me anything. They're heading back from um, my wife and daughter are heading back from. Uh, from aerobics um actually uh refit they they it's this uh the thing that they do at um at at uh, churches a bunch of churches 
that are involved in it. And then they do like, it's kind of like aerobics, but they, they do it with the, the lights off and they got the disco lights going and everything and it's real high energy. And, <laughs> you know, you with know. the way, the, with the way they portray West Virginia in the movies, aerobics is the last thing you think of. So right. <laughs> it's, no. it's all, it's all hillbillies out shooting things. And that's, but or, that's, you know. that's, that's one of the things that I really like about, um, about letter Kenny. Yeah. Um, is, I mean, cause I'm, I, I grew up up North. I grew up in Maine and yeah. you know, people think of Canada and they're like, Oh yeah, there's just a bunch of snow. You know, it's just, it's oh, just, no. there's, there's not yeah. much. And it's like, there's the, it's portraying an actual, point yeah. trying to get across in West Virginia is exactly the same way where it's like I, I just I would like I would like something that some kind of media piece that would really show West Virginia for what it is like for instance North Central West Virginia that's where I, I, I am um, mm. uh, North Central West Virginia is so different from the other 75% of the state um, yeah. and, and even, um, I went to high school in, in one of those like rural communities, uh, Pendleton County, uh, um, it, it, it's, if you're traveling, traveling East, it's the last major town you, you hit. Mm. Um, but West Virginia has got such a, such a, a deep history that really the only recent media piece that has kind of shown West Virginia for, for what it really is, you know, you know, what it has to offer is the uh, fallout 76 game. <laughs> and it. Unfortunately, the, one, the, one fallout, the one fallout game I've never owned and probably never will. <laughs> we're going to have an episode on that here very soon. <laughs> and that's one of those ones where. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be totally honest. It, it it is. It is. It has got some some strengths and some weaknesses to it. I just. Um, I, I like the. I like the stories. I like. I love those stories. And I. Uh, you know. The. the this the is the perfect part time. Just me. If you were to pick it up today, this mm. would be a perfect time to do that because. So for me, I loved being able to play it when there was nothing. And I liked the story as it was because there was none. You were making the story. You were the lone survivor. Uh, you, you were one of the lone survivors rebuilding America. And it yeah. really felt like that. But now they actually have an NPC, NPCs driven story. Um, you can still revisit a lot of those old stories that's still part of the narrative. But yeah, no, the, the, if you got had a chance to play Fallout seventy six, I would say I would say do it, because um, it's not not only is the 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 story actually very good, um, but the um, the 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 scenery and everything is just so well crafted. And as a guy from West Virginia, mm. they did a really damn good job. Um, there is actually some towns that they have recreated that is like almost one-to-one -one. wow it's crazy how much they've done in one of them one of the towns town of helvetia mm -hmm. um it's a uh, it's a swiss town it's uh, it's got a lot of swiss roots um it is 
um, is one of those towns that was preserved during the apocalypse. And because it was a far away from everything. Yeah. And um, it, um, the, the, other than some of the names that were changed, the 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 um the the cheese house, you know the 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 diner, the the honey house where the the bed and breakfast is in, um the 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 church up the hill, the um the the general store that's also the post office because you know it is, um and then the museum, they're all where they're supposed to be, um it, it's just um that they. they it, it's it's unfortunate that they did this so poorly on the back end the 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 from an IT standpoint because I'm an IT um, yeah. they decided to throw everything uh, everything on Amazon web services so it's all running on on the cloud yeah and you know what else is all running on the cloud on AWS's services Netflix. Oh. <laughs> and we all know how well that runs. Fantastic. It's almost no service interruptions. So what it's telling me is that Bethesda did not allocate the resources correctly on AWS. It's their failing, which is unfortunate because they did their diligence on the other side. Yeah, they're they're well. See, that's the thing that they're not meant. They were never meant for online, um, because all you know from Fallout One to to Fallout Four, uh, you know, and everything in between, it, it was story. And I even go back and play the original Fallout One. I have it on my computer here, where I'll just go. I was and just. Play. I made myself a, a gamepad, <laughs> nice. um, out of an old cell phone. And um, <laughs> I was playing two on this the other day. Yeah, well, that one, Brotherhood of Steel, uh, you know, New Vegas. I mean, you know, all you know, there's so many good. Yeah, they they were they were killing it. Uh, and yeah, when I heard the, because I don't like online stuff. I just want to do my own thing. <laughs> don't don't bother me with all this. All you know, any online crap. I just want to do my own thing. If you have got if you got a patch, yeah, send me a patch. <laughs> That's about as online as I want to get. If I want to get a DLC, maybe. Uh, now, I do sometimes like a co-op online. Mm -hmm. Like, for instance, Alex. So we were just talking to Alex. Um, mm -hmm. We have done a few co-op things. Like, for instance, we were doing um, Switch um, co-op uh, playing a... Uh, I don't know if you remember River City Ransom for a Nintendo. No, I never, I never it, had a Nintendo. It was a beat 'em up game, and it was a really oh, yeah. good beat 'em up game. Um, but we were playing that as if he was in, you know, sitting next to me on the couch, but he was up at his house. And you know that I don't mind the the co op aspect. But yeah. you know, as far as like first person shooters and you know all that you know group stuff, get out. It's the last time, yeah, the last time I was into that was Half Life. <laughs> so that's that's how far back I go with 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 that and right. I, I I just I don't like first person stuff. I mean I like I like I've always liked Fallout for that aspect for the vats because like to go in I was I mean I'm not a joystick guy. I like stories. I like figuring things out. Uh, going around and just you know 
Um, yeah, Vats is pretty much useless in 76. Yeah, I am, I am not, I am not, a, I can't. No, it's an, can't, can't it's, it's pretty much that. an auto aim thing, <laughs> is, is what Vats is in, right. in 76. Yeah. Um, I mean, but uh, right now I'm playing, I just bought, bought Last of Us 2, uh, because I love Last of Us 1. Started oh, I just and, started playing Last of Us 1. Yeah. I got that PlayStation 4 bundle that they had for over Christmas, yeah. um, which was uh, Last of Us and then God of War and then Horizon Zero Dawn. I've played so much on my PlayStation 4 um, in all single player games, except for one that I just finished, which is Death Stranding. Yeah, I which... uh, started. I started playing that, uh, and I've probably. I don't know. I'm not that far through it. I've started building, just uh, started Fan building ramps. Fantastic. <laughs> Fantastic game. It is one of those ones that when it when it starts gripping you, truthfully, the game, the game doesn't hit 60 because it goes from 0 to 60 pretty slowly, but when it hits 60 is when you cross the, uh, you when you cross the, the the lake and you'll know when you get there but when you cross the lake or actually when you're about to cross the lake that's when you first have your first like battle against one of the bts mm -hmm. and the game just goes crazy after that and it's just so gripping i think one of my, my one of my favorite things that i've seen uh, on on youtube that some uh somebody just created zip lines everywhere <laughs> So he's just ziplining. I mean, he's like ziplined across the map, basically. So, knowing game development as well as I do, mm. um, I figured that the end of the game, I was going to have to travel all the way back to the beginning. Yeah. On foot. So as I was going from point A to point B, I was building zip lines not intending to <laughs> use them yeah but intending to or at least not during while i was playing the game but use them at the end of the game when i needed to get to the other side yeah and that's totally what i got to do <laughs> i zip lined all the way across the freaking map <laughs> that, i mean i would i would I, uh, that's really what got me into buying the game i was like yeah that looks fun i want to all i want to do is zip line <laughs> Um, just, just set that up for me. One of the things in the last episode that we just did was Death Strand. Oh, was Death Stranding? Yeah. I suggest listening to that episode or watching the YouTube of that one because um, we could really go what, uh, over everything that's really great about that game. Yeah, I, I've enjoyed it so far. I, I've, I've since I kind of quit doing most of anything game wise because at the end of. <laughs> At the end of uh, end of April until uh, beginning of June, I was having massive migraines that would end me up in uh, in the ER. So uh, I mean, and it was I just couldn't do anything. I was I was useless. Um, I noticed that now, your I noticed that your glasses are not gamma light filter. Gamma? I, I don't know what the, I don't know what that is. Um, Look into that. Yeah, I it's, just got these because one of the meds that they put me on fucked up my eyes completely. Uh, I was having really bad headaches um, here about two years ago, 
And then I got, and this was before I was wearing glasses. I started wearing gamma light filter glasses. Um, it's just got like a little bit of a yellowish tint, but oh. it's, um, it filters out the low end, um, low blue light from oh. your glasses. Now, what they can do now is they can add it to prescriptions. Me and Alex both work in IT. And so we're staring at the computer screen all day. That's what I do. I work from home and I stare at that those all day. <laughs> no, look into gamma light, uh, gamma light glasses or, or getting a gamma light filter on your prescription. I mean, you could just like get a pair of gamma light glasses. Um, you know, from, uh, from Amazon for like 10 bucks, um, to try it out, see if it helps. Yeah. Um, but my God, when I started using those things, I was like, Holy crap, this is what's been going on. You know, cause I actually, uh, when I was 18 and 25, I actually had brain surgery. Wow. So I was just assuming that my, my headaches, you know, sometimes my headaches are for, are residual from that. Yeah, well, this was sense. constantly happening, yeah. you know, every day, two years ago. And I was like, what is going on? Cause I had just had a brain scan. So I knew that that wasn't it. I knew things didn't come back. Um, so yeah, I, I, yeah, each time I went in the yard, ER, they gave me an MRI and everything was clear. Yeah, no. Um, the, the, so I don't know if you were, you know, working on computers when they had the old CRTs. Oh yeah. Um, well, I, I, CR I used to I used to build computers back in the day. So the old CRTs, they had a problem with eye strain because of how the the laser, the <laughs> laser projected power. out uh, out the light. So mm -hmm. there was eye strain, and there was a lot of people that needed needed to start using glasses that didn't before because of um, you know a uh, 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 focal problem. Mm -hmm. What it is now is LCDs. LCDs emit a blue, a low-end blue light. If you um, go onto your phone or go into your Windows settings, um, mm. there's a nighttime mode that reduces the gamma light that is emitted from that monitor. However, it tints it. It changes it to a yellowish tint. If you actually have like a gamma light glasses, um, have you ever seen like um, professional gamers? I don't know if you've seen any like professional gaming, like streaming or anything like that. Uh, I'm not. I don't. Yeah, I'm not much of a twitcher. Some so. of, some <laughs> of those guys that don't need glasses, they wear um, uh, gaming glasses, high end gaming glasses, and the those gaming glasses are specifically designed to filter out. The, the gamma light. That's actually where they kind of got started. Hmm. But it's, um, and, and now they're adding it to all kinds of stuff, yeah. including you can add it to your prescription glasses. And I have not had a problem since. And Alex hmm. hasn't had a problem since either. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely try that. Um, yeah. yeah I, I just actually just went online and bought some uh, sunglasses because I didn't have any sun. These are brand new. I mean, as of June, I, I, I got my prescription set up uh mid-june after i start after i started having eye problems my migraines went away so i was i was having eye problems so um yeah so uh but i, I got these and i got some these uh 
these are my if when i'm sitting in front of this you know because the because what we're doing now I, like i have a i have a big samsung tv which yeah. is where my display is and then i have my computer that runs all everything that you know that's connected to so i don't really i, I need distance that these are uh progressive lenses so i need my more distance for you than i do up close because you're four feet away um <clears throat> yeah if you look at at these like you see that bluish tint that's on it yeah it's filtering out that blue light like this is a this is a, a, a completely white light but on this this reflection it's coming back blue mm -hmm. that's that gamma light filter that it's it's filtering out gotcha i will definitely check that out yeah um well, we've talked about Letterkenny. We've talked about uh, uh, Fifth Element, Gary Oldman. Uh, we've talked. We've talked about music. We've talked about. We've talked about systemic racism. Yeah. <laughs> we've we've talked about glasses. Yeah. And um, there's, I mean, there's lots of subjects, lots of areas of subjects that we've touched. <laughs> wow, we really hit everything tonight, didn't we? We're done. We're we're done podcasting. There's no more reason for podcasting ever. We've talked about everything. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> if you've listened to my show, I always find new things to BS about. <laughs> oh yeah, I could BS forever. I have a, I have another podcast called Podscure where we talk to other podcasters generally sometimes we don't have anybody else to talk to and we just talk ourselves about usually like mental health and you know what's going on with our me and my my buddy don uh we're 50 we're both 50 in our 50s and we're talking about what's breaking down on us now <laughs> so yeah it, yeah there's lots of so many things to talk about yeah <laughs> so what's breaking down today that's probably what we should call it <laughs> Oh man! All right. Well, Luke, it's been a pleasure talking to you, and uh, and and with Alex as well. So yeah, yeah. And I will. Uh, well, you told him earlier, so I did. Yeah. Even. Uh, but uh, yeah, Dean, it, it's been uh, a pleasure having you on tonight. Um, and uh, I, I'm I'm not going to say that I was planning on going this long. However, <laughs> however, happens. I haven't been bored talking to you, so right. that's a plus as well. <laughs> Yeah, I well, you know, I'm often I'm on a lot of podcast groups on Facebook, and people will often ask, "How how long should an episode be?" And my answer is, "As long as it needs to be." I mean, there is no right answer to that. I mean, if you're if sometimes I have episodes that go an hour, sometimes they go two. Yeah. <laughs> now, our our usual target. So what I'll usually do is I'll do um, about a half hour mm. for the YouTube stream. Yeah. Um, and then I'll cut that off, and then the audio portion is usually uh, usually an hour, but yeah. it goes as long as we're done until yeah. we're done. So I mean, yeah, I could totally sit here and just bullshit about anything. So <laughs> I, I, you know, that's what makes us geeks. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I mean, I'm horrible outside. I don't. I mean, when all this pandemic, see here, we're going to go on an off, another tangent. I work from home. And I'm an introvert. I don't go out. So when all this stuff about, you know, stay home, I had no issue. It was like nothing was different except my wife's home all the time. So that was the only thing that was different for me. I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. You know, I don't need to go out. And my big problem now, though, is because I'm home as much as I am, when I go out, I'll, nine times out of ten, I'll 
step out without my mask. I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> and I have to go back and hey, where's my mask? <laughs> so, yeah, that's the only problem I have. Yeah, I have uh, I have a couple that are um, that are around the house or, or, or in the different cars and stuff and at my desk at work. If I ever do go into work, I I've gone into work once in the last four months. Yeah, I, it, I can't remember the last time I actually went into an office. I've yeah. worked at home for 15 years now. so <laughs> I've, I've never wanted to work from home. And now that I am working from home, I'm like, gosh, it's really nice that when I want to take a break for a few minutes, I just fire up my, the PlayStation or something, you know? Yep. Yeah, my uh, my business casual and my uh, business as usual uh, is the same. So <laughs> I've got a, uh, I can choose to wear as many pants as I don't want. So, <laughs> so that's that's a good part about that, and the commute is nice. I so. put it put it out at work the other day, um, you know, because you can put your status and put a status like, you know, like line or whatever. And I said teleworking is is working in jammy pants. <laughs> and you just put on there. Am I wearing pants or not? <laughs> you, you get your guess. Yeah. Uh, uh, all right. Well, Dean, I think we've beat this dead horse. We have. And, we, oh, we'll beat another dead horse another day. Un, yes, <laughs> another day. And uh, um, Dean, uh, if you ever uh, need any uh, um, geek assistance, uh, shoot me a message. I and um, and if I ever need any more uh, letter, Kenny um, <laughs> uh, stuff or. Uh, uh, random fifty-year-old obscure knowledge. <laughs> um, yeah, I've got plenty of that. Uh, yeah, and when season nine comes out, we'll get you booked on an episode to be to co-host. Sounds good. Sounds Excellent. good. Yeah. Um, just give me a, a heads up because I don't always watch those episodes when they air. Um, yeah, I mean, we yeah, we we usually book a season out. Uh, a little bit. I mean, this is the first time we've actually we're, we've gotten all the way through. So mm -hmm. we'll have to see what we're going to do once we get, once season nine actually drops, because we're, we're going to have to probably watch that a few times. I mean, we always watch it at, at least probably five times before we do the the episode. So um, right. So we take all our notes and stuff. All right. Well, um, for all of you audio listeners. This has been Random Geek Culture in West Virginia. I am your host, Luke Hersey. Um, Alex already left, but he was my co-host. And then we've got Dean, um, and he was our guest tonight. We were talking about Letterkenny and a bunch of other random stuff that just came to our minds. <laughs> many things. Many, many things. Many, many and things. And much, much, much more. Much, much more. <laughs> And as always, guys, you can uh, go to the Linktree address that's... Uh, um, on the actual podcast section. Um, you can also send me a text message to my uh, phone at 304-566-9777. You can hit me an email at randomwvgeek at gmail.com. And as always, guys, welcome to the end.